0: infantry has the white tree by itself and then um, the guards of the white tree they have the planter um, on their chest plate. but the symbolism of kings has really disappeared from the armor aesthetic.
1: I want to hold off talking about fitness until he comes on because I know he's been doing a lot of fitness but dude the challenge is fun. Oh yeah. Dude, it is so much fun. Like I know I, my my I can't
2: get my Strava to 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 sync.
1: Well, and today randomly like usually it updates at like midnight yeah. and mine didn't up like mine didn't load any of my stuff yesterday.
2: Yeah, mine neither.
1: Uh, yeah, I noticed that because I was looking at our stuff. But, we, uh, I, I, we, I did. We manually. should be in the we should be in the old forest by now. We should be getting captured by old man Willow. And yeah. we're not yet. Aren't we? Aren't
2: we close? We're, we're, re- we're like we're, we're right like, on we're, the border we're of we're the old forest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're going to finish
2: this in like another week.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're it, almost 50 percent. Yeah. It's what? Three days.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I regret not buying the $200. Word. Yeah. Well, so. I, I They were that was misleading. It was. I think I'm definitely going to do the um Minds of Moria though. I want that medal. That Minds of Moria medal is fucking sweet. The doors we have open. to do. You have to do them sequentially. Do you have to do all of them though? I don't think you have to do all of them. You can buy know. each one. I
2: don't know. I think you I get one. I think you get one you get one medal, but I don't know if you do I don't know. I don't know how it works. The I think fucking... you can
1: buy separate ones as they like open up. No, you have to do each
2: other one is locked until you get finished that one. So we have to do the shallow. One. So we have to
1: do the fellowship to get the Moria. Yeah. Ah! I say we do
2: it. I'd say we do the 600 uh, mile one, the biking one, and just do it amongst the,
1: the well, yeah, because one of, of them's us. one of them's like. One of them is like 900 miles, isn't it? The Fellowship is 600-something miles. Yeah. Because this one's going way too fast. It's
2: 145 miles. Way way too quick. So it's six times. So if we finish this, it's been three days, right? We'll finish it in a week. Yeah, we'll finish it in a week. Uh, If the other one's 600 miles, it would conceivably take us six weeks to finish that one.
1: Yeah, a month-ish. Yeah. Because we've got more people that have joined, too. Uh, we only have nine people. I thought we had like two or three more people join. There's nine people in the team. Oh, okay. Is there only allowed to be nine people because it's a fucking fellowship? Because that would be cool. Uh, I don't know. That would be cool. That would be cool.
2: Maybe that's... No, that doesn't make any sense,
1: though. No, but like that's some pretty great irony or like like happenstance on our part, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like how I'm the captain, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was the first one in, so I got to name the team. Oh, in my head, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, and you spelled it wrong. Did I? Yeah, you put you put the E. We don't have an E in the swole, Han. Oh, it's
2: whatever. fine. Whatever. It's,
1: it's fine. It's fine. It's great. I can fix it. No, don't do that. Don't change it now. <laughs> it's been fun, though. I like, like to it, emphasize the swole part. The swole. Yeah. Um, it's been great, like, seeing everybody get excited about it there he is oh hey how
0: are you doing guys good I'm how doing? are you
1: i'm doing well thank you awesome how's your fitness going
0: it's spring break so my fitness is uh um it's on and off right now uh-huh. I, okay. <laughs> so i'm like um, uh I, yeah breakation <laughs> um i was so I, w- I was going hard the week before spring break um, just in preparation for spring break, and I don't feel. Sometimes I'll feel bad for not working out. I don't really feel bad because I haven't really been eating. Like sometimes you know you go on vacation and you just eat terribly. Right. And I haven't been. I haven't been eating anything like detrimental. Um, I've just been eating my regular meals, and um, I actually have worn my gondorian a couple times, so that counts as a workout (laughs) because i I went no i went i went to um my photo shoot at the soap creek um ruins here in georgia Mm -hmm. and we got lost on the way out to the site (laughs) so i was wearing full armor carrying my shield so the the second age shield that i made beautiful shield so much fun to carry around for five
2: minutes (laughs) that thing this is what inspired you to make it smaller (laughs) yeah oh my
0: god it is i i i'm pretty sure it's around real world weight because that thing i we got lost and so i'm carrying it on my arm with the arm straps and then my bicep is just burning
1: just holding in that holding yeah i I had to
0: hold it up in that in that position um because otherwise it would be i didn't want it tapping against my scabbard while i was walking so i'm having to hold it up like that and then it just started burning i would had to take the shield off and i'm holding the shield out in front of me with my right hand just (laughs) holding it up like this and so we got um hella lost out there and then (laughs) um, at one point we had to cross a creek to get to where we were going we finally found a map to get where we where the ruins were and as we were crossing the creek (laughs) we had two mishaps that could have gone it could have gone horribly wrong so I'm going across the creek it looked like a rock it was not I stepped on it my boot went right down into muddy creek water. And so (laughs) the boots that I got um, for my Gondorian, the only thing that I didn't have the skill set to make, I got them from this, uh, from Felon Fair. They do um, all sorts of Lord of the Rings um, and medieval inspired um, apparel and stuff. So they make these incredible leather boots. But my boots decided to, one of the seams near the toe, well, the right, or sorry, left side of the foot, decided to open up, and they're supposed to be waterproof. Oh, so no. when I stepped into the creek,
1: oh no!
2: I got
0: <laughs> mud and water into my boot. Ah. Luckily, they're, they're replacing my boots for me, so That's good. I'm happy about that. <laughs> but then right after that, we're trying to walk down this incline, and I stepped on a rock that was at an angle and my boot was wet didn't think about it i almost head over heels backwards oh. luckily i caught myself <laughs> but it would i i kept thinking about it for 20 minutes after that i was like, <laughs> could have smashed everything oh, man. on this rock so yeah no it was um everything was burning once i took took the armor off once i got yeah. back to the car everything was burning it was the one of the best workouts i've had in a while cuz there <laughs> were the hills were insane i'm huffing and puffing up those hills while wearing full plate armor oh, it was cool. amazing
1: well but, i mean well worth it that was a beautiful shoot
0: actually i haven't gotten the photos for it yet oh was that a that's, different yeah, shoot that's yeah the the shoot that um i have photos up for is the one that i did here at my studio at home oh okay um, but the, the the outdoor shoot whoo,
1: that okay. one is
0: gonna be amazing once um the photographer sends me the edits oh awesome i cannot wait for that one
1: yeah i'm excited so
2: we are i'm a little inspired for the for the workout that we'll probably plan for gondor
1: yeah after yeah. your story <laughs> sounds like we're going to have to wear weight vests. Yeah, do some hills. Do some hills. Yeah. yeah. Some hills. yeah.
0: Well, uh, yeah, no, actually, that works because Minas Tirith, they don't have an elevator. It's oh,
1: levels, right? You're having levels. a walk on the Yeah, inside. that's
2: true. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: weighted, weighted box jumps. Ooh, everything about that sounds gross. Doesn't it? it yep. It's awful. <laughs> All right, Carlos, how's your fitness going, man?
2: Uh pretty good. Um I've been I've been doing some more, you know, CrossFit style workouts. Uh my rowing still uh uh awful. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to do a million meters this year. Uh and I'm uh off pace by about a hundred thousand meters at this point. <laughs> uh so just a little bit behind. I'm just a little bit behind. So I'm gonna have to do a couple marathon rows to yeah to catch up. Um but uh but yeah, it's uh I mean, that, that's, I'm keeping up with that, um, um, trying to eat a little better. Uh, nice. Part of the problem working from home is the kitchen is literally on the other side of these right screens. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you're bored and you just kind of mindlessly, absently-minded eat. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I think, I mean, my fitness is going a little bit better. Nice. A little more well, consistent. That's what we've always talked about yeah we, we have like i like i've been listening to like our recordings and they get put out at different stages from when we recorded it and it's like yeah. oh yeah i'm doing this and it's like oh yeah i'm not doing that anymore yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i fell off <laughs> yeah. so my fitness is okay yeah no good
1: um i did uh, some
2: awful awful workouts though
1: which i shared with you oh yeah the horrible like yeah the horrible yeah. air force i i did the one the, i did the, the air air one force, that you
2: the air force one is awful
1: yeah, that's gross. So I did this um,
2: workout. It's called Air Force. It is uh, twenty thrusters, and a thruster is with the bar. You know what a thruster is? Yeah. So yeah. twenty thrusters, uh, twenty uh, sumo deadlift high high pulls, uh, twenty push press, and then twenty um, uh, front squats. Yeah, and all it, with ninety
1: five pounds, right?
2: Ninety five pounds. Uh, so it's not it's not too bad, <laughs> right? It doesn't sound too bad until.
1: Xavier's you, face says differently. <laughs> until,
2: until I give you the the next part of it, which is every minute on the minute you do five burpees, and then you do that movement. So then so you go, go back hell. into the movement. So then you go back into the yeah. movement. So you start yeah, you with go, five burpees. Go to hell at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, it was fucking awful. Yeah, um, I did okay. I did it in I think like fifteen minutes or something yeah. like that. So, but yeah, I was like, oh. I'm just going to blow through the the sumo deadlift high pulls. I'm like, that's going to be the easy part. The thrusters are going to suck. I'm going to have to do like two rounds. I did three rounds of that. Uh, The sumo deadlift, I was like, I'm just going to blow through this. And I got through the first like seven and I was like, ah, this fucking sucked. Cause you're, cause the burpees, the burpees fuck you up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Going down. uh, Oh my God, man. Yeah. And then I found
2: out that there's two versions of it. Yeah. What was the, what was the the added? so, So the second version is one less burpee. Oh, okay, every minute, right? But then they add another uh movement of 20 uh overhead squats. Oh, and no, at that point, I was like, fuck that I'm not doing no,
1: that. no, <laughs> okay. no, that's awful. Yeah, 95 um,
2: pound overhead squat. No, thanks.
1: Oh, well, I finally did our Sauron workout this week. That one's awful. Talk it about it, it hurt so bad. So, I wrote a workout called Sauron, it's 16 rounds of nine, um, double dumbbell box step overs, um, six devil presses, and then one ring muscle up. And it's just 16 rounds of that. And it hurts so bad. Like I did not, I didn't expect those, those box step overs to be as awful as they were. The
2: box step overs were the worst part.
1: They were the worst part. I
2: did two (laughs) rounds where I did it that way. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm like, I'm I'm like, not like this is (laughs) is stupidest thing ever. Um, And I had to, and we have it. And so I had to modify it down because it's what, uh, no, you no, it's 35 pounds, 45 pounds. Oh yeah. So I don't have a 45 pound dumbbell. Uh, So I did it with 35 pound dumbbells and that still sucked. Uh, And then I started doing the, the devil press. I'm like, this is stupid stupid yeah i have to do this for 16 rounds yeah i'm like oh i'm like it it's fitting that it's Sauron because it sounds like <laughs> something that he would make you do to try to torture <laughs> you into like giving something
1: up uh so. and and then the other thing that we're doing fitness wise we'll go ahead and put it on oh, there yeah. is we're doing the um I, I don't remember what the the brand is called the conqueror um, co- yeah the conqueror oh Challenge. yeah i just followed them yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing the Shire Challenge. Hey, if you want to jump into it, we've got a fellowship on there. Um, yeah. Callie's on it, and um, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Um, it's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be because, like, you get to go on and you see, like, where you are in the map. Like, our, our fellowship is almost to the old forest. So, oh, that's so dope. Like, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, people are really getting into it. And I think the funnest part about it is we've got people that, like, Got into it knowing and just being like, hey, I'm not going to be able to really do a ton. And it's like, doesn't matter. Like, because you can you can put it to where, like, you need to take, what is it, like 183 days or something crazy like that?
2: Oh, they have, like, a time frame for, like, completing the entire challenge. Yeah. So it's misleading because it, 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 there's, like, two things that you can buy. You can buy, like, the single entry one or the, like, five entry one and what it doesn't tell you is like in order to do like all the way to Mordor, you need to get the five entry one, which is like $200, which is like 200 bucks. Gotcha. So we're like, Oh, you could, you know, you do one thing and then you go all the way to Mordor. Um, and then you just choose the metal. Um, so uh, I'm pretty sure this is just the Shire distance from the Shire to
1: Bree, which is what? Um, hundred and forty 45, 45 miles,
2: 45 miles, something like that. Yeah. And so, they're like, oh, we need to set this for like eighteen months because you know, hundred forty-five miles is gonna take us forever to do it. But because you share it's the load, not. right?
1: We're like three <laughs> days
2: into it, and we're half—we're more than halfway there. So, <laughs> wow.
1: but uh, it's great because we—it's nice because we're able to do that, right? So yeah. we, we like we talked about it in our in our fellowship. It's like, hey, it's okay if you're only able to move like half a mile a day. There are people in our fellowship that are doing like five miles yeah. a day right and so it it balances everything out and um yeah it's it's been fun though it's been real and the metal is cool you actually get a ring like there's a ring on the back of the metal and oh it's yeah i'm super excited yeah you didn't see that i didn't see that yeah, oh, if you awesome. flip the the metal over, there's a, a envelope from like Bilbo, and you open it up, and there's a ring in there. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. and
0: you can transfer it to the different metals.
1: Yeah, so like at, at the very end, you can pull up the like Mount Doom and put the ring in there, and like it's like you're putting it in. Oh, it's, it's so cool. It's so I'm cool. Gonna, I'm
2: gonna end up spending. Like it's so
1: fucking nerdy, and I love two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> on this thing, man. I should just buy the two hundred so dollar. I am honestly tempted. Should do it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It is, um, fun. but that's 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 what we're doing right Callie's now.
2: callie has got a has got a Discord server f- just for the people who are on it. So yeah, uh, and then like Chris put some stuff on there. And, like yeah, it's been about cool. Pull ups because people like have fitness goals and pull ups. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It it helps me make sure that I stay on track too. Like with my like because I'm starting to do some more running because I hate running.
1: Yeah. Running scar. I'm I'm a dwarf, man. I'm, 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 I know. <laughs> we dwarves are natural sprinters. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's go ahead and jump into Gondor. We decided we're, you know, we're gonna talk on Gondor since since that's um, you know, the the project that you've been working on um lately. Uh um, actually
0: working on the sword right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, your new sword, right? Yep. So, so actually, I mean, since since we kind of have that um, that going into that, let's. I want you to kind of tell me the difference. Why are you making a new sword?
0: So I'm making a new sword and shield and scabbard because um, the original ones I did were um, they were more impulse builds. I wanted that. I, I've always wanted Boromir sword. So I made my own version of Boromir's sword to go with my character, and then um, the shield, uh, the Second Age shield, was beautiful. I wanted it. Then I realized how heavy it was, and I'm like, "This can get, this can hang on a wall. I'm okay with this hanging on a wall." Um, and the, so I'm doing this new sword because I want to be more accurate to the films okay so the um tower guard the citadel guard carry an infantry infantry sword um and scabbard and i feel like there's more detail on the infantry um sword may have a slightly nicer pommel but there's more detail on the sword um Infantry sword and the scabbard. The scabbard for the um, infantry is blows Boromir's out the water. Okay. Hands down, because it has the little um, Minas Tirith logo on both sides of it, and like gold detailing. Ooh. It's oh, it's absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to get. Um, I finally got the pieces printed, and I can't wait to get it put together. Um, and the shield that's the only thing that's kind of like a downgrade.
1: Yeah. Second, it's very just like flat, right?
0: Right. Well, it, it's, it's concave, okay. but the, um, uh, it's very simple, very simplistic. Yeah. Okay. Um, just a couple rivets, the weathered white tree on the front and like it's wrapped in leather. Okay. It's very simplistic compared to the second age shield, which has that, you know, white tree, um, filigree detailing on the front um it's definitely going to be way quicker to do that <laughs> <laughs> and, lighter to and, lighter. Yeah. and lighter to carry around and lighter to carry that second age shield took me three days to finish
1: oh wow yeah i actually thought it was super i watched your i watched one of your tiktoks this morning before we jumped on and i wouldn't have even noticed that um that that is the tower of Tirith at the bottom of the sword there like most and, people don't and you mentioned that i'm like holy shit like it is it's like a it's like an eagle's view of the tower like that's so cool like it like that is it's so cool that that is that that's on there because i wouldn't have there yeah that's i wouldn't why have,
0: I love weta workshop because they put these amazing little details that nobody really notices yeah yeah until the until you say something
1: yeah like I, I see, that. I saw it as just like this little spiral circle. And then you said that I'm like, Holy shit. It is like that. like That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, Gondor, as we know, you know, well, we we've talked about a few times, kind of this um, second age portion of the, the time between um, Numenor and middle earth. We've actually recently been kind of on a kick of that. I don't know if it's because that's the time frame that, um, that the uh shows coming out or what but we've been talking about that a lot recently yeah. um cuz we're not even to that point in our history episode yet like not, even, not close. even close but but we've been we've been on that kick so um Gondor is one of the kingdoms of the dunedain right and when it's first created it's technically the the lesser of the kingdoms right um and we get that uh that creation of uh, Gondor and Arnor um, after Elendil's family come over to Middle-earth, right? After the, the destruction of Numenor, um, Elendil's family and uh, the faithful, um, a, a few of them, I think it's nine ships in total. Nine ships in total. Right. Uh,
2: three are Elendil's ships and they make their way up to the north um, mm-hmm. and they found uh, the kingdom of Arnor and then uh, Anarion and Isildur are uh, with six ships. So each person's got three, right. Uh, make their way down South. Um, and I, I don't think they made their way. I think they were just like, they were blown it, off it, course. Is it says they, it's...
1: they descended like birds onto middle earth. Yeah. So big old tsunami took them in. <laughs> yeah. Essentially like
2: it's the, in the aftermath of the sinking of Numenor, right. The, the ships kind of, Get broken apart and separated, and,
1: and the number of ships is important moving forward. That um, number nine. Well, the number nine, and then also seven of those had uh, Palantir oh. on them, right? And that's where we get what you know. That's one of the interpretations of where we get the seven stars of 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 Gondor of that um, that sigil of the tree, the seven stars, and the crown, oh. right? Um, is we have seven of those palantir coming over from numenor they bring those seeing stones with them on you know each one of those nine ships um but you know this is another thing we we've talked about isildur a lot and how the movie the movie isildur gets shafted pretty hard right <laughs> he, yep. he's he's
2: him he's, and him and faramir oh
1: poor faramir
2: Faramir, Faramir always gets me because they did Faramir dirty in that. Faramir's me. a lot; he's a lot better of a person in in the books than he is in the movie. Yeah, um, but I get what they were trying to do. Yeah, but, yeah it, but the but Isildur, all we see is him being petty, right, and right. being like, "Ah, oh, my ring, nah, fuck off,"
1: yeah. right,
2: and then getting murdered. Um, but and what we you know, don't see is the creation of these cities. We don't see the creation of these cities. We don't see like obviously, because this happened you know, before all that, is him you know, rescuing the, the white tree in, right. in Numenor, right? W- rescuing a, uh, a fruit from the tree uh, because of Sauron's influence on Arpharazon and the fact that he was about to destroy the tree, mm-hmm. um, which is a descendant of uh, you know, way, 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 way
1: back of Telperion. Um, right well we yeah. talked about that technically he's not a descendant of telperion he was made in the image of telperion
2: whatever it is.
1: <laughs> um but yeah i mean like that's the thing right is is isildur even though you know we're talking about gondor here but he was one of the founding you know one of the founders of gondor you know he made his way over and he did this uh, on top of many other things he he wasn't that, that, um, the drama is fantastic in the, in the movie, right? Him looking at, um, him, him, uh, looking at. Fuck. Why is his name gone? Elrond Elrond. and just saying, no, you know, like, like it's great. I love it. And everybody loves it and everybody knows what it is and everything, but that's not what happened. Like in the book, that's not what happened. Right. Um, but we love the drama that it creates and we love the feeling that it creates. Right. Um, but really what we know from a lot of the books even and the movies is we really only know much about Third Age Gondor, yeah. right? We don't know a ton about once they get to Middle Earth, we know that they created these vast regions. And um, one of the things that I think is fantastic is the, the craftsmanship of, of Gondor as you know, as a nation, as a, um, as a region, because they, you know, those people were the people who made and brought over how they brought this over on a ship. I have no idea, but brought over the stone of Erich. I think Eric Erich. I don't remember. I don't know how to, how to say that, but apparently it's huge, right? It's this giant stone and that's where the, the army of the dead that we get in the third uh movie that's where they swore their allegiance to the king of gondor right is on that stone um but so they made this giant stone they made Orthanc. you know this giant tower um of unbreakable stone is what they call it right um super super amazing tower even even the city of
2: minas tirith right which was minas ardor right like the movie did a great job like that fucking city is beautiful. I wish that existed. Right. <laughs> the way like you know, you, you can go to like uh Hobbiton in New Zealand and right, like, you know, see that. Um, you can't do that with, with Minas Tirith because but that would be so fucking awesome. Like I know. that 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 would be my my wish if I had a wish. I would be visiting all the time. <laughs> oh my god, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if they if they made actual models of like Rohan and Minas Tirith and oh yeah, oh that would be amazing. But these, these places were created, right. And the Argonoth, like the Argonoth, is amazing. Yeah. Like the the amount of time and talent to be able to like construct something like that is super, super cool. Right. Um, And, and so we have, we have this society of people who have basically some of them have come over from Numenor. And then they mingled and mixed with the men that were already in Middle-earth that either never left or could have also been part of the um, the ships that came over with Alderion in the early Second Age, right? Because we had a few people come over and some people stuck around. Alderion stuck around longer than he should have. Xavier, if you haven't listened to us, I talk about Alderion a lot because I like his story. Uh, Carlos <laughs> thinks he's an asshole, but... <laughs>
2: Dude, dude, left his wife for like the longest time like I, I i get where she's coming from being pissed off at him right like, i'm just saying like you i like out him. for like you know years he got he was told, fighting sauron you could have told her what you were doing is all i'm saying i i'm sympathetic to the wife
1: you gotta um keep her in the dark yeah, <laughs> i know right <laughs> well yes that's yeah good point um but yeah, so we've got that. We've got, um, and and we get to see the beginning of this alliance of of men, right? Um, and even bringing in you know elves with uh, Gilgalad's alliance with um, uh, with Alderion at the beginning. But the original kingdom of Gondor was huge. You know we it was from the sea all the way into the inland sea of rune mm-hmm. right so it's going past what we know in the third age of mordor because it encompasses all of that right and then all the way up north um it was all the way up to the end um going all the way down to hanardor so like all the way almost to umbar and there was there was a battle region in umbar right yeah. like they didn't always have that a lot of the people it's funny because that's another part of it's another part of gondorian history that like sometimes i side with umbar especially at the beginning like when we when we hear about it in like unfinished tales especially when it talks about when the numenorians first started coming over back over to middle earth Like part of me, I'm like, like Umbar was chilling, doing their own thing for quite a while. And then you came over and you were like, yes, but we are the king of men. It's like, well, I mean, kind of fuck off. (laughs) Like we're, we're living a good life. (laughs) Like, like don't, don't fuck with what we have right now. Right. But that area was contested for a really long time, which again is another kind of beautiful thing once we get into the third age of. What happens when Aragon um, takes over the throne and becomes the king again, right? Is he he finds peace. He basically finds peace with those regions in the south. He doesn't have to take over them to be, you know, over that. He finds peace with those regions. He finds peace with, um, you know, with the Shire, who he basically gets says to them, like, you just get to be your own region. Right, like we're we're not yet. Like, yes, I am your king, but it's you. Like you, like nobody's gonna bother you here, right? Um, but you know, part of that is again because when they first came over, they basically encompassed like most of what we know as like middle third age Middle Earth.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Anywhere that wasn't already like heavily occupied by elves, they kind of just grabbed for themselves. Um. But the first rulers of Gondor were Isildur and Anarion, right? The two brothers, um, they came over and they basically, from what I can tell, um, when Numenor fell, they didn't, on purpose... You know, three didn't go to the north and and six to the south. It was kind of they, they kind of got pushed. Yeah, that's that's what happened after yeah, Numenor fell.
2: In the tumult of the sea, in the remaking of of Middle Earth, uh into a, a round world, uh the ships got separated and and, and, and that's kind of where they ended up. Uh, Which and and so um, so, yeah, so uh, Isildur and Anarion down in the south in Gondor, what they, what they would later found is Gondor, uh, each establish a city um, uh, for themselves. Uh, Isildur find, founds the city of Minas Ithil, uh, and Anarion is, uh, founds Minas Arno, uh, Arnor? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, um, and then in the middle at Isgillia is where they make the capital. Yeah. That also is another, like, all we see is the ruin of Asgiliath, right, in the movies, but that city at its, like, at its height with the bridge that spans the Anduin, right, and then in the middle there is where they had essentially their throne room, uh, where they would, you know, co- uh, co-king co I guess, I don't know yeah. what the word is. Yeah, uh, they were <laughs> each with their there. dad as like the with real the, with overall the, king, with the high king, yeah, their yeah, dad <laughs> is the high king, and that was the title. The title was a high king, right? So they were each the king of Gondor, he was the king of Arnor, but he was also the high king of the realms in exile, is what they were called. Um, uh, and so, um, it, you know. Uh, Up and you know, they they were united until the War of the Last Alliance, and we know in the War of the Last Alliance, everyone kind of marches on to Mordor, uh, make battle against Sauron. Um, uh, Elendil and Gilgalad have an epic battle with Sauron, and I've and I've heard it described because Sauron was a a fire Maya, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what I've heard uh is that it was they ended up they all ended up dying right at, at, all at once like the, the battle was like so epic <laughs> that they all kind of died from their wounds but but anaria uh elendil and um Isil, uh, not Isildur, uh, Elendil and Gilgalad were just like essentially burned to death from fighting uh sauron um during the War of the Last Alliance, uh, Anarion also dies before Elendil does, and so now Isildur is the, the only one remaining. And so he um, leaves, uh, and he's going to become, you know, High King. He leaves his nephew in charge of Gondor, and at that point, the the kind of the kingdom split because Isildur dies uh, when his you know his um, uh, contingent of troops is kind of. Um, uh, waylaid on the way uh, into back to Gondor or back back to Arnor.
1: Well, and at this point, I mean, I don't know if you guys see it the same way as I do, but like at this point, I feel like like at the fall of Sauron is when you actually start to see the influence of Sauron on men in Middle Earth, and and part of that is because when Isildur leaves. It's it's not very many generations after that where people start to think like, oh, well, the succession of kings shouldn't be this way. It should be this way. And there's like all of this stuff trying to break up. Right. And and destroy this kingdom that Sauron was intent on destroying in the first place. Right. His whole point was like, fuck these Numenorians. I can't believe some of them escaped. Yeah. Like he he was not happy about any of that. Um so um what what I was going to ask you Xavier was um where did you find um cuz I'm I'm trying to remember in the movies where it was that where did you find the like that uh, that second age shield um, So the
0: second age shield is from um uh, you can see it displayed in the um alliance, last alliance Okay so the um armies of uh, Elendil, carry the, that shield. Um, and there, Weta has some um, awesome BTS shots of the uh, people kitted up. Um, the armor was much more simplistic. Um, and the shield, though it is more ornate, it is technically more simplistic than the third age shield because it's exposed wood as opposed to the wood bound and leather of the third age shield. Oh. Um, so that's the difference between those two shields. It looks more um, much more ornate, but it is a much more archaic shield because it is that exposed wood with the metal detailing bolted directly into the front
1: of it. Oh wow. I that's cool. I did I didn't know that the metal detailing was like put right on. Like that's yeah that's awesome um yeah it's and so in that second age because we're a lot closer to what happened um with them coming over right we have um a little bit more of the like influence of the the white tree of gondor the seven stars and and the crown right? That's very apparent in a lot of what Gondor wears. Whereas later on, as we get into the third age, it's really only the guards of the Citadel that have that on their uniform. Right. Um, and which, which is kind of, it, it's I, I feel like it plays to this idea of, of two things where it, it, it's really cool that they have this like, like high gravitas, in the guards that they're able to do that but at the same time it almost feels like it's also because they've forgotten their way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they they've they've obviously you know let the the tree of the kings wither and die um you know and the the Stuarts um have kind of taken over and allowed allowed that to kind of degrade over time of who they were and why they came right um but you know going back a little bit um right after not right after but there was a lot of um there was a lot of infighting in gondor of who who should actually be king who shouldn't be king you know well you you know you didn't have any heirs so you know this can't happen
2: there were like three, three instances, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, and one of the final one
2: being, you know, ended up the, the rule of the stewards. Uh, But uh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I was going to say that one of those is really cool because it plays back to the idea of, again, I'm just going to keep talking about him, uh, plays back to the idea of Alderion. So Alderion, he changed the Numenorian laws to make it so that women can be, Um, a ruling queen, Mm -hmm. right? You can have a ruling queen heir. And that actually comes up in Gondor, right? One of the kings didn't have a male heir. He only had a daughter and she came in, but it was fought, right? Her cousin, I think it was, fought that she should not be a ruling queen and that he should take over the kingdom, right? And there there was a big split in people, at that point um and it caused issues even though that was the law right this guy's trying to take power for himself um but uh even with all of that we get um to the point of the last one right so carlos i i feel like you actually really like this story so do you want to kind of go into that a little bit
2: or sure. so um gondor you know because of those those um, wars for you know who succeeds the the king uh, didn't really have a direct uh, line of descent from Anarion, right? So uh, unlike in Arnor where there's a direct line from Isildur to ultimately Aragorn, right? Who takes over High Kingship of both. Um, uh, there's no there's no direct descent like that. So no one. So anyways, I'll, I'll talk about this because I can probably go into it more. But, <laughs> um, So in Arnor, Arnor got split into three kingdoms. Um, uh, uh, one of the three kingdoms, which was I think the last one that was remaining was Arthedain. Um, and there was a king there who had married, the king's name was Arvadui, uh, and he had married the daughter of the last king of Gondor. He dies. Um, and he was the one that was kind of pressing a claim uh, to be king of Gondor, mm-hmm. basically saying Isildur never really kind of gave up the High King title; he just didn't take it. Uh, he still has a claim, though, to both. Uh, and so uh, he's he was saying, under Numenorean law, the daughter should be the next in line. Uh, and they ended up just getting together in like some council, and they were like, "Nah, I don't. We don't like that." So <laughs> uh, they named. Ernil II, uh, who was a member of the House of, An- of Anarion, uh, to be the next king. Um, from, from his line, uh, we get his son, and then he's the last king.
1: Right. Ernur, um, right? Ernur, yeah.
2: Yeah. And is the one who, um, so the, there's the witch king, uh, you know, the, the prophecy uh, that Glorfindel uh says about the witch king it is uh ernor who um is trying to pursue the witch king because he feels like he's been you know uh, um, uh uh what's the word that i'm looking for uh insulted or something like that like he's 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 been made to look a fool and 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 by the witch king uh kind of reels him back which <laughs> happens again when he becomes king um because when his dad dies it's like it's like at his coronation or just that first year after he became king the witch king at this point is now in Minas morgul which they've taken right which was
1: uh, part of gondor yeah, right which was been a before yeah um and he's just gotta piss the dude off
2: <laughs> yeah and and he so he's you know he's brand new king and the witch king's like i remember this guy he tried to he tried to come get me but Glorfindel stopped him so he's like i'm gonna challenge you to combat so come come and fight me and his steward at the time talked him out of it he's like it's not a
1: good idea don't go there like definitely don't go where he wants to fight Like, like that's like that's a bad idea uh, and
2: so it's like seven years later, though. Which king comes out again? And says, "You're t- you're too scared to fight me." And uh, at this point, uh, he's been king long enough, and he's he, you know, he's kind of not going to listen to uh, his steward. He takes his crown, puts it on the lap of his uh, father statue in the house of the dead. Uh, and uh, with I forget how many uh, like. Attendance, he like goes to Minas Morgul, and that's it. That's yeah. the last we see of him. Never had kids because you know seven year king. So uh, that was essentially the end of the line of the kings in Gondor. Um, and then it was just ruled by the stewards afterwards because they're like, he'll be back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just taking this for a moment he'll be back it's fine which is thousands of years later (laughs) which is
2: pretty which is pretty remarkable right that at no point did any one of the stewards go "Eh, maybe we should be kings
1: yeah and that is kind of funny uh given the the amount of infighting that was happening in gondor that once it got turned over to a steward they were just like yeah no that's cool let's just let's just have a steward
2: yeah, we'll sit at the very bottom of this super high chair. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're good here eating tomatoes. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: the the best worst scene of, I, I honestly don't know which is worse, the scene of him chewing on that tomato or the scene of us learning what happened to Smeagol as he transfers into Gollum and he bites into that fish. Oh, yeah. Like that part's always like ah, oh, like the close up of it is just the teeth always of gross. The, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I actually saw a really cool, um, uh, a really cool side by side though that I guess I never thought of. So you guys will have to tell me if it's something that you guys had had understood. But in the movie, during that part where Faramir is going to defend Osgiliath, right, and you've got Pippin singing in the background and you've got denethor eating and it's the cinematography i guess is what this guy was explaining behind it where you're getting these beautiful wide angle shots of of um gondor riding in right and it's this beautiful like bright sky in the background and then it goes over to the orcs and the orcs are staggered and it's a dark sky and then it goes over to uh denethor Right. And we keep doing that back and forth and we're getting less and less of the riders and more and more of the orcs and Denethor. And from this guy's perspective, he was basically saying that the point of that cinematography was showing that Denethor and the orcs aren't that different from each other. That they're both kind of monsters and then the hero is becoming less and less important in this shot because we know that they're expendable. Which is super cool and also makes that scene even more heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah
0: it really does.
1: Um, so we get to that point where we're dealing with Stuarts for the most part, right? And, and again, Denethor... I feel like people have come at other people when they talk about Denethor. We're talking about movie Denethor. I understand that Book Denethor isn't as much of an asshole, right? He's he's not quite as I, I personally still think he's kind of a dick because he's very haughty and you know thinks a lot of himself. I know he's not as much of an asshole though in in the book, but we're talking about movie Denethor. Um but we start this line of Stuarts at this point, right? And we're kind of seeing the waning of Gondor. We're not really, Gondor's not really creating anymore. They're just holding on to what they have as best they can. Right? So we're not getting new things like, we're not getting new statues like the Argonoth. We're not getting new towers like Minasithil and Orthanc. We're not getting those types of things. In fact, unknowingly, they turn over the keys to uh, a very bad person of Orthanc. (laughs) <laughs> um, and you know, these parts of, of, um, Gondor is kind of waning. Um, part of that can be seen as a good thing because they make relationships with other people, right? They give Rohan over to the the horse people. Obviously they're not called the people of Rohan at this point. And it's not, it's not Rohan. Um, but they give that over because of them coming in a time of aid or a time of need right um but their kingdom is shrinking uh and there are a couple of
2: plagues too that had
1: hit gondor yeah
2: had like you know reduced the population
1: well when we hear about those plagues even hitting the shire yeah like that far into gondor that far north into gondor hitting the shire right um so we we you know, they have lessened over time, um, but they still are trying to keep their, I don't know, the, the, the longer into and the more I see um, of Gondor, it's really interesting because I think um itself is really trying to put itself as Gondor right like this is the true real meaning of Gondor is here which is funny because it was built basically as a, a it was it was a military base right um it was never supposed to be this capital city capital city right this was and and you can see it like like what you were talking about Xavier you can see it in the construction right you see it as You've got this lower level, and then a the next level, and then a the next level, and each one of these levels are partitioned off because the whole point is that if you get through one, you can't get through the next until you do. You know what I mean? Like you it's yeah, you,
2: yeah. You have to get through one to get through the next, and then you have yeah. to get through that one.
1: Um, but there's some really cool things that they held on to, and that's kind of what I, I was I I wanted to talk about. Um, but like, can you? can you go into a little bit more detail um xavier on because i feel like these are things that they did hold on to but on like the armor and like the representation of like gondor symbolism in that armor
0: so it feels like um moving from the second age the armor you still have the you know the um I'm trying to remember which one it is. The uh infantry has the white tree by itself. And then um the guards of the white tree, they have the planter um on their chest plate. But the symbolism of kings has really disappeared from the Armor aesthetic. You see that on the second age armor and the second age um, weaponry and shields. You'll see the the crown of the of, of Elendil on the different um, pieces, and so it, it it starts to move away from this idea that Gondor has a king to more just we are we have the White Tree we have we are well, gondor, uh, we, are gondor. <laughs> we have we have the white tree um yeah. so the the white tree is the main that's the that becomes the focal point of everything as far as the um apparel and the um the sigils the armor sets the white tree is the centerfold the centerpiece of everything it's and then interesting. your yeah your um your citadel your uh, citadel guards will have um some filigree detailing here and there of um like that hints at crowns hints at kings oh. things like that but for the most part gondor has moved away from glorifying the king because mm. they don't they haven't had one in so long it's it's Now it's all about remembering what was, but not remembering that kingship.
1: Mm. I like that. Every time that you, every time you're saying that they're moving away from the king, all I'm hearing is Boromir. Gondor has no king. Gondor (laughs) needs no king. Yep. (laughs) It's Um,
2: interesting that they, that they make the, the, the tree, the center point and yet the tree is dying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, in, in the, in the movie, it's dying. In the book, it's dead. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, at that at the point where it's needed, it's like it's dead. They have to find another one. Basically, Gandalf and, and Aragon yeah. find another one up yeah. in the mountains. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that is that actually is interesting. I I never really thought of that. That the one the one thing that they're holding on to is, I mean, let's face it, all of those things are gone. Yeah. Right. Like what you were saying, exactly. Like the crown disappears because they don't have a king anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Even the the you know the seven stars the the plant here like they don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. Those yeah, have one. all been taken as well. Yep. Um. Except for the one that Denethor had, right?
2: And Orthank. I mean, at this point,
1: they still they
2: you know Sar- they still Saruman's believe still... that Sauron's yeah on their side.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, all of the other—I mean—that's that's five other um, seeing stones that are gone, yeah. and so yeah, I can see how that would kind of disappear off of the into into more mythology than an actual representation of anything, right? And the only thing that they have now is that white tree. Um, yeah. The one thing I thought was cool, and I don't know if any of you are like diving into like um, the the specifics behind um the armor and 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 gondor in and of itself is I don't necessarily know how they got this, but I thought it was really cool that the guards of the citadel's helmets are made out of mithril. Yep. Like did did the dwarves make that? Were they able to get it? Do we know?
0: I don't think we necessarily know, but I think it's part of the you know, the alliance that. Uh, stretched across the races of Middle-earth at one point. Um, so, you, you know, the gifting of different precious um, items or, or rare items that you can only find from that specific race, giving it to your friends. You know, so um, those helmets being made of mithril, we can assume that from a past alliance with the dwarves they got you know um, either had them forged or they were given the metal and they were able to forge their own Um, I'm assuming like I'm assuming that they got the metal itself and they decided okay we're going to use these specifically for the citadel guards for ceremonial purposes um, because of how precious this metal is
1: yeah, that's. I mean, I, I like that because that was something that I've wondered. I was like, I love the fact that they're made out of mithril, but I'm like, how the fuck did they get it? But that makes sense. I mean, there was, there was a large alliance at that time, right? Of of elves, men, and and even dwarves. Like especially the dwarves of of Erebor of Moria, where mithril exists. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the only place that we know of in Middle Earth that that mithril
2: exists. And, and those are like, those are. Those are reused, right? Those right it's, it's the, handed, it's the, down. And
1: handed down handed right. down, right?
2: So like the the requirements to be a citadel guard must also include like you must fit this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you went through the grueling task of like, you know, because it's obvious it's it's the highest, it's the highest regarded soldier, right? So right. You, know, you figure, you know, you know, even with the army, like to be a ranger, you have to go through like ranger school uh, and you know, do that. So you would figure you'd have to do this as well and then to get to the end and be like, oh, you know what? You can't do it because your head's too big.
0: (laughs) That's actually the cool thing about the, um, if you look at some of the uh, behind the scenes photos or even look at, just look at the films. So if you pause on a, uh, oh, a good way you can see it is um, pause on the uh, Gondorian soldiers that are standing together at the Black Gate and the Return of the King. Everybody's lining up at Mm -hmm. the Black Gate. So, you can see the difference. They made the helmets large to fit everyone. And then some of the extras are smaller. So, the helmet looks very large on their heads. Um, so, you can see people who fill out the helmet. And then there are people who it's. Almost looks like it'll bobble on
1: there. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they did. Maybe they made all of the helmets for like the average Numenorian, which was like seven feet, right? The average yeah. Numenorian was was a very big person. So maybe they made like the helmet for the average M- Numenorian, and then anybody who got in that didn't fit that, they're like, let's just wrap it with leather. Like let's yeah, just put yeah. a bunch of leather in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they all have chin fit. straps, so
0: yeah. oh yeah, just put some extra padding up on top, and you'll yeah. be good to go. It's good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I always thought that was just a very interesting part of it that they of of everything because the only other thing that we know of that men have that's made out of mithril is the crown, right? Um, I'm pretty sure Aragorn's crown is made out of mithril, isn't it? Yep. That he gets in the, at the end there. So I mean, also you know, super cool. But we just don't see it that often. Dwarves were very particular. You know, they didn't share their language with anybody. They didn't share their names with anybody. They didn't love sharing pretty much anything they had. Um, I think they but, made. Yeah, but they had a they had a time where they had a bit more of an alliance with everyone. Well, they had, right? more, and,
2: yeah, they had. A, there was a time when they traded more.
1: Right, and they still right. and
2: they still did.
1: And 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 I feel like it goes along to what you're like a part of a big part of that was the relationship with Celebrimbor. Right, and and that relationship of of the dwarves of Kazakh Doom with um, with Durin the Fourth and Celebrimbor and men that were there, and and that huge alliance that existed, which is why it was possible to have the Last Alliance. Right, is because they this this kind of love between everybody already kind of existed there. Um, yeah, I there has been with how much lore that like I try to know and I try to learn Carlos and I are always saying that like, we're not professional at this. We're not professors. We're not any of that. Right. We just love the books. We love the movies and we love talking about it. Um, I have learned so much about like the intricacies of, of Gondor from your cosplay cuz there was a lot of this type of stuff that i didn't know like like i said like with with the handle i was like holy shit that's ministerith and like i didn't like i didn't know about like the mithril helmets i didn't know about the throughout the ages the fact that things started coming off of the gondorian sigils like the crown and the like i didn't know any of that and i started looking at you know i've seen i swear i've seen the movies a million times And it wasn't until you started putting stuff out that I was like, holy shit, that changes. And then you started saying like, yeah, this was a second age shield. I'm going to switch it out for a third. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. And I had to like, go back and look at that. And like, I, I thought it was so cool that like your, your cosplay and your dedication to bringing this armor to life taught me a ton, like about, a kingdom that i thought i knew about you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but uh, carlos you have any closing remarks on gondor do you uh, want to d- kind of finish up the third age do i want to finish up the third age yeah like what's there to finish up we i mean we get a king of gondor we again, get a king right? of
2: gondor again and uh he essentially reunites it uh with you know arnor he you know they try to like make arnor a thing again like uh and uh, uh but he ends up making peace with most of the people right uh gives the Shire even people to...
1: who fought against him yeah
2: like right the, uh the Haradrim yeah he makes peace with the Haradrim um they they retake Rune and Umbar uh they're still picking on Umbar yeah uh but uh but yeah um uh you know, with, with the fall of Sauron, Gondor uh, has a king again. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much all we know about the, the fourth age, I guess, of Gondor.
1: Yeah. I guess, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense now, too, that you had said that, Xavier, of the, the idea of things coming off, because when we see Aragon in his, in his coronation, He's wearing all of those things again, right? It's yep. got the crown, the stars, and the tree.
2: So let's let's ask this question to yeah.
1: uh what do you think the fourth age armor
2: looks like? Like what, do, what are they, yeah, yeah, like what did they do um, for the fourth age armor to differentiate it from you know second age armor?
0: I feel like design wise um you could keep the same um shape to the armor um so that's still that pointed helm um with the feathered, you know inlaid feathers on the side of the helmet um but i feel like it would go back to that um the the infantry would start to wear um something more similar to the tree the guards of the tree so you'd have um the tree in the center uh the seven palantir brought back and then the crown at the very top so it's just like remembering what was but also it's a new day a new age and um, we have a king again just showing this uh, reinvigorated um reinvigorated gondor and a reinvigorated military force um, of Gondor, but it, it is an age of peace so you would see more of a, a more ceremonial wear um, as opposed to just you know <laughs> the, battle the, the battle armor. Yeah rugged rugged battle armor. Um, so more of the like in my my Gondorian has the uh, the long tunic that comes mm-hmm. down below the knees. Uh-huh. so you'd probably see more of the ceremonial tunics um with the with that gold uh detailing um but all of this is speculation
1: right right but i mean that's a great thing right is like especially because you've spent so much time in it like the idea of you like I, i'm really glad that carlos asked that question because the idea of like you speculating of like you've seen you've made armor of like the second age and the third age right and so just like going in Like what are we getting next? What is yeah?
2: What's what's fourth age armor? I'm planning. I'm planting a seed in your head, so that when you're done, you know maybe you make fourth age armor. Yeah, two hundred years later,
1: (laughs) type of armor. Um, yeah i I think that's that. I I like that you said that too. And you know maybe the. I like the idea at that point. Then you know those seven stars. Because um, we talk about how, for the most part, in Gondor they represent the Palantir, right? But we also know of the Sickle of the Vala, right? And and that that signifies like the the fall of Morgoth and all of that stuff. And it's seven stars, right? So, not necessarily being a massively religious person myself, it would be cool though to kind of have that idea that maybe they're going back to the idea of like the gods watch over them still. Yeah. Right. Like, and so they still, they, they have those seven stars back on there with the crown um, because they now have a King again, which, yeah, I, I love that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's dope. Um, well, I guess the, the last thing, Xavier, I wanted to ask, is there anything else that you want to bring in anything you want to wrap up with Gondor or, or anything, honestly, like it, carlos and i have talked about it and it's like we just barely started having guests on and it's been so fucking fun like like we've been surprised to be completely honest i was surprised when you said yes <laughs> like, like we, we we're always been, we're always surprised when
2: people w- say yes. we've been so <laughs> surprised
1: when people say yes because i'm just like like on average we get like twenty to you know twenty to thirty listens right out the gate of our podcast, right? We get a little bit more views on things here and there, but we're not huge by any means. Um, but the fact that you, ugh, like, you were so exciting to talk to, and the funny thing is, is I, I actually the first things I saw from you weren't even about Lord of the Rings. It was about a bunch of other stuff, which I also fucking love um, but um, but I, I just is there any um, anything you want to wrap up with I do
0: one of the things that I like to touch on all the time about Lord of the Rings is just how um, it's for everyone so many times people like me people of color just don't feel like um, fantasy in general is not for them because they never see themselves in these in these roles in these worlds. They never see themselves represented in a positive light. They never see characters that um, that look like them. So one of the reasons that I'm doing this Gondorian cosplay and one of the reasons I'm talking more about geekery on my TikTok is because I want other people of color. Especially, um, you know, when when I was growing up, I never saw myself. And so if I saw somebody that looked like me talking about these things or cosplaying these things or just enjoying the, the fandom
1: mm-hmm.
0: without a- allowing the gatekeepers to keep them down... Um, I would have I loved that. So I wanna be that representation for, um, for other people that feel like they don't belong. You do, especially in the Lord of the Rings fandom. You have people that look like me who absolutely adore the Lord of the Rings and you're welcome.
1: I love it. Um, yeah, it it seems like every time we get a uh, guest on, um, I we we seem to get laughing a lot and close to tears on one or two occasions, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Like that's the other point that like Carlos have really Carlos and I have really tried to make is that like we love the Lord of the Rings. It's not our Bible though, right? you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, we've, we've had discussions with other people of like, just because you see this, just because you feel that way, just because the very first time you read it, this is what you saw in it. That doesn't mean that that's it for everybody. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I don't see Christianity or Catholicism in the Lord of the Rings. I see mysticism. I see mythology um the same type of mythology that's been told by men way before christianity ever came around right Mm -hmm. but like that's not what i see i'm not saying that you can't see that right Right. if that's something that you do see and that's that's in it that's awesome but like the fact that there's a pantheon of gods (laughs) should be enough to say
2: this isn't catholicism
1: right 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 um but in it like like you were saying too is the idea that just because some people see the characters in their mind a certain way, they weren't written that way. That's just what your mind is putting to it, right? And that that goes with a lot of the characters that are in The Lord of the Rings. And it's okay, not okay, it's important, it's necessary for everybody who is a fan to be open to interpretations, right? Tolkien put in his own quotes, I am writing, I I can't remember the exact quote. Um, I put it on my TikTok, but it was basically, he says, um, I am creating a small bit so that minds after me can put more to art, to paint, to words, he created a world so that people can adapt it to what they see it as, right? And he said that in his own letters. Um, and so it's frustrating seeing people in the fandom step away from that. Um, but it's also incredibly hardening, heartening to see you, to see Nubeta, to see Callie, to see so many other people show that everyone is welcome. Um, and that everyone should be represented and is represented. Right. Um, so I guess I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, like I said, we, we, I, Carlos and always say we feel tiny compared to the guests that we have on here. (laughs) Um, But thank you so much um thank you for spending some of your sunday with us and being nerds and just being able to talk (laughs) about nerd shit and and not a problem at all and it's uh it's it's so nice to have you on here and um yeah i can't wait to see your photo shoot and to see your armor finished um, and I know that you on your own TikTok, you you make jokes about it might never be finished because you continue to just redo yeah. things. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited to see it. Um, do you want to go ahead and put your like your socials out? Everything I, I know that you also like you you make amazing apparel as well. That oh just yeah, so uh, TikTok. Kills me. <laughs> TikTok
0: is Ebony Warrior Studios. Twitter is Ebony Warrior LLC. Instagram, which I barely use anymore, is Ebony Warrior. Dot studios. And then all of my um, t shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. Um, my Celebrimbor hoodie is my favorite.
1: It's, it's awesome. awesome.
0: Uh, storefrontier.com backslash Ebony Warrior Studios.
1: Okay. Awesome. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, so, guys, check out um xavier's stuff all of the ebony warrior studios um apparel all of his his amazing cosplays that he's putting out and incredible content um if you want to follow us we are at the underscore swole hiram right we're that on tiktok on instagram uh, if you're seeing us on YouTube, again, the Swole Hiram is what we are. We have a Patreon, the Swole hero and um, we, I, I guess we actually have a link tree now on Instagram, so I'm sitting here going all of this, but go on our link tree, it's all there. Um, we, uh, most of what I post on Instagram nowadays are um, the fitness side of things, even though it is like Middle Earth Fitness, right? Most of that, um, most of Instagram is fitness, anything that I do, like, Videos about Tolkien stuff is usually usually ends up on on TikTok now. I guess I do TikTok now. I don't know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, so check us out, um, Xavier. So happy that you joined us. Um, and if there, I mean, I might bother you again at some point. And if at any point you want There's to come on again, always reach out. Um, we're super excited to have you on here. Oh, I
0: would love to. Absolutely (laughs) had a blast.
2: Awesome.
1: Awesome. All right, Carlos, anything else? Bye.